everybody. Welcome to another episode of Soju Chronicles. I am Nat. And I'm Nikki. And we are here to talk everything. And I say everything. Um, animes, mangas, dramas, and, you know, all the in-betweens. Oh, and books. We do books now. And books. I always forget that. <laughs> I don't know why. But anyways, what are you drinking? Um, so today I am drinking... Um, it's American hard cider. It's called Storm. I'm sorry if I sound like very congested. I like allergies are like beating my ass up. But anyways, um, American hard cider Storm Along. I think is the brand. Um, or maybe it's Light of the Sun. Honestly, I don't know what the brand name is. <laughs> but look, it's cute. It's very cute. Um, yeah, it's a hot like cider with Citra, Eucanoc hops, and guava. 6% alcohol, um, so it's dry hopped with citra and eucanut hops, guava, and it's very, it, it's actually very dry, um, mm-hmm. but it's not bad. Oh, it is by Stormalong Cider Company, and they're from Massachusetts, so what are you drinking? Oh, you went all American, all American on us. All right, so I am drinking... <laughs> Salzburger Stiegel Radler, and it's the grapefruit flavor. It's kind of basic, uh, as you can see. I actually bought like a whole, like I, I didn't buy a bunch, but I bought like three, and mm-hmm. I went downstairs and there was only one left. So, um, <laughs> was it your sister? I, yeah, it was. It was my sister who says that she's going to replace them, but I don't really know. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> but. Yes, please do. Because, like, um, we did get a recommendation, right? Um, we did. Ooh. Like, for, no, no. Was well, it Amanda? Me, but uh, Amanda, yeah, she did recommend, like, a drink. Uh, like, uh, I can't remember what the drink was. And I did find it there. And um, actually, I'm on our Twitter right now because I want to, oh, well, I have to remember what it was. Oh, it was the Pinky... She said, if I like the Pinky Brewster, I should try the the Kawartha Lakes Raspberry Wheat. So I did buy it, but when I went downstairs, mm-hmm. it was gone. So <laughs> you know this what? It's okay. It makes sense yeah. that she recommended it for you because she's also Canadian. So it's definitely yes. was not a recommendation for me. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we. I mean, I'm sure that there's like you know we have some of the same things like Hennessy and shit, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> A lot of oh um, so my local stuff is just like that. I almost got white Hennessy, but mm. I didn't because it was like sixty bucks, and I was like, I don't. Actually, it was seventy two dollars, and I was like, mm, I don't feel like paying seventy two dollars for white Hennessy. <laughs> That's highway robbery, but um, this is good. It literally just tastes like, I mean, it's only like two point five percent. So I mean, it's not like I'm mm. gonna get drunk off of this, but it is. It just tastes like grapefruit juice, to be quite honest with you, with a slight kick. So I'm liking it. I'm going to definitely get mm-hmm. another Quartha, and I will definitely have a review up of that the next time. <laughs> this one, but anyway, this one yeah. just tastes, it literally just tastes like a cider. Like, yeah. this one just tastes I like, like cider, a cider, though. It tastes That's just fine. Like it. It's not sweet. Yeah, it's not a sweet cider at all. It's very dry. It's very close to a beer tasting, but you can tell that mm. it's cider. Yeah, I love ciders, to be quite honest. Like, I feel like I I stopped drinking a lot, like, 
near the end of my 20s, um, probably because I drank way too much in the beginning of my 20s. And uh, I started drinking ciders <laughs> after that with my friends because we were all like same age and stuff like that. And we all kind of experienced the same thing. So I feel like once we got into ciders, it was really hard to drink hard things again, to be quite honest, like wine here or there. But it was mm-hmm. ciders are so like light. It's just fun. And also beer. I like beer. But I also, you know, bears great <laughs> hockey. So, but anyways, let us get into our first topic or segment. We are going to be um, talking about anime and mangas. And um, we both are flops this week. Um, just throwing that out there. <laughs> I mean, you, you have to know this. You, you wouldn't know this by now, by the time this episode goes out, because it's also late. So, <laughs> just know. <laughs> Today is April. Okay, just drag 13th. us. Just keep dragging us for yeah. fun. Holy crap! Today is my friend's birthday, but today is also April thirteenth. Today's my friend's and... birthday too. Oh wow! <laughs> I will message him later. But anyways, uh, we oh, normally would have dropped next birthday too. Oh, it's a guy. <laughs> it's my friend Kirk's birthday from high school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we normally would have dropped an episode today, but as you yeah. can tell, we are recording it today, so we'll get dropped later. This well, week. okay. In our defense, I like you know I I I I was off. I went somewhere, and so then when I came back, we were gonna record the day that I come back, but. I also got the vaccine, so I just ended up being super tired. And yeah. so I slept, like, the entire time. Like, it was wild. That was my yeah. only side effect from the vaccine thus far is just that that's I just got, what like, super tired. Yeah, no, that's what I've been hearing a lot, that people are just getting really, like, it knocks you out as soon as you get it. Which one did you get, by the way? <clears throat> Not Pfizer. I like okay, basically yeah. refused. I refused to have gotten anything except Pfizer. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> like I was not gonna yeah. get anything but Pfizer. So when like I my friend, mine... she's actually the. the... Uh huh. Sorry, go 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 go. Well, my friend. So she's actually the one who got me the appointment because like the entire time I was away, she like messaged me. She goes, "Did you sign up yet? Did you sign up yet?" But then I couldn't sign up because like you know it just wouldn't let like the bandwidth wouldn't let me like sign up, and then. One day, like last Thursday at like 6.30 a.m., my phone is like ringing off the hook and I answered and she goes, what's your ID number on your insurance? And I was like, uh, I don't know. Inside <laughs> me. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? And so I had to get up and like give it to her. And then she's the one who like got me the appointment. Aww. And I was like, shout out to you, Taylor. <laughs> she's Aww, like, I need so nice. all these bitches vaccinated so that we can hang out. <laughs> Yeah, um, they, I don't know what's going on here. They did open it up, but it's by postal code. And it's like, not all the postal codes in Toronto are included. I don't know. Because my best friend, her, she's not, she lives downtown in the core of Toronto, right? So you'd think Mm -hmm. that, you know, she would be on the list, but she's actually, her postal code is not on the list. It's just like, but mine is. So I, I have to book it. I have to book it for me and my mom. But you know how some of these older black folk are acting? Like, they don't oh, want to take it. you mean my grandma yeah. who absolutely refuses yeah. to take it? Yeah. She's like, yeah, I don't like, want to take, take it. like, I don't want to take it. Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, she's oh, like, she yeah, you are. I was like, you are. I mean, we don't have like to get stupid. it right now. Mm-hmm. 
like she's in the risk zone right like she's yeah. over 70 she has diabetes like she's literally clicking every taking every box and then she's just like i'm not gonna take it and i'm like yeah why though why aren't you gonna take it yeah my best friend actually her whole family pretty much they're from guyana like they're not she like she keeps messaging them like hey guys here's you know go it's by postal code you know get this vaccine and they're like no thank you no thank you and i'm like you do understand that you <laughs> are not going to be able to go anywhere if you do not get this vaccine right like i just want to make that clear it listen actually, i'm only doing so it because i want to be on like, a plane <laughs> girl same like honestly i actually felt a lot less like apprehensive taking especially pfizer just because like my mom had to take it like she took it way back in January when it first got introduced because she's a healthcare worker so she had to take it yeah and then like she didn't have any like symptoms or anything mm-hmm. so I was just like okay like at least I know that we have like the similar DNA going on for yeah, us. yeah. so it seemed okay so that's how I was like okay boom I'm like I want to go outside I want to have a hot girl summer so <laughs> oh, I don't want to have a hot girl summer I honestly like for me being indoors like this is fine. Like I, <laughs> I thrive in this environment. So I'm literally just doing it because I want to be on a plane and I want to, I, I mean, I told no, you, I've my been planning hot my girl trip summer. already. <laughs> <laughs> my hot girl summer is going to visit my friend in Cali, visiting my friend in Chicago, <laughs> visiting my friend. And uh, I don't know about the one in Texas. I don't know. We have to see about Texas. Texas being a little bit too much, but like, I just want to visit yeah. people. Yeah, I get, no, I get but that. Anyways. You know, you're, yes, yes, never mind. Let's get into the subject <laughs> of what, I mean, I feel like we're only doing this because we don't want to talk about Fushigi, Fushigi Yugi, but also, you know, I mean, you is. can talk about Fushigi Yugi <laughs> because have I, I have not read anything new since the last time we recorded in that anime, uh, manga. I think it's safe to say at this point that I will not be continuing her that Fushiki is fine. Yugi. That Donner. is absolutely fine. I mean, it was it was so weird. I was reading it, and basically, it's volume 10, 11, and 12, right? So yes. chapters 55 to 71. And, I mean, basically, the it's so weird. Like, <laughs> I was reading it, and I was just like, everybody is on crack or something like they're just like these people are stupid I mean obviously like the dumbest person there is Yui right like she's she's like the dumbest bitch on like ever ever like um, oh my god okay so basically the gist of what has happened is that um um they another one of the um horoscope people them died so Chiriko, the last one that came, died. Um, it was sad. Oh, Chiriko's a dude? Huh. I thought Chiriko was a girl. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I thought they were all Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that makes sense, actually, now that I'm looking at the, like, the names again and stuff like that. They are all dudes. So now we have two that are dead, Nuriko and um, Chiriko, who's... Basically, Chirico, though, had, like, a, a noble death. You know, they were possessed. And then in order to, you know, prevent that person from who possessed them from continuing their evil deeds, they killed themselves. So, I mean, it was it was whatever. Uh, so, basically, uh, what has happened here? Uh, so, let me pull up these, these people's names because I can't remember them. Uh, so, we have 
Tamahome, who takes the gang to some place where he knows this old guy who raised him or some shit like that. Basically, it's his second father because now his, you know, his whole family's dead. And so he takes them there. And the man is like, the man is also a celestial warrior, but for like a different region. And he's like, you know that you guys cannot be together because the one wish that the, you know, celestial being cannot um, make come true is, you know, for you and this, the, the um, priestess of being together, right? So, like, that's literally, like, the one rule that cannot be broken is basically, like, uh, they cannot, she, she has to go when she has fulfilled her task. So, anyways, um, he breaks up with her because I, literally every single time something happens, they just break up with each other and then they get back together two episodes or two chapters later. So, that is happening. And then they lose at finding these these medallion thingies that they're supposed to be getting so yui and her people them in in siru i think that's how you pronounce it they actually do call up <laughs> the celestial dragon of some sort and yui because she's a total fucking bitch is like <laughs> <laughs> i i want you to seal um the celestial being of um Sukaru, Suzaku, which is um, Miyaka's celestial being, I guess, whatever. So they seal it, meaning all of the people them lose their powers. And then um, she has another wish where she wishes that Miyaka goes back, her Miyaka go back to the real world. And so they go. Tamahome pulls on to Miyaka. He gets pulled into the real world and he discovers he's a book character. But, you know, after, you know, having an existential crisis about it, he decides that he's going to, he's like, I may not be real. I may be a character in a book, but you made me come alive because you still love me, even though I'm not real. So um, that's happening. They almost have sex because <laughs> after they lose their, after they lose their powers and, and Suzaku is sealed, the first thing, of course, they think about is like, let's fuck, but they don't actually go through with it. But that literally is the first thought that they have. It was insane. Uh, <laughs> And then there was some weird twincess shit going on. I don't know. But there's like um, Amboshi and Tsuboshi. They're like twins who are both Siru celestial warriors. And um, Tsuboshi is in love with Amboshi, Amiboshi. Uh, and it's like not love. It's like creepy, weird, I'm in love with you, love. But then he sacrifices himself for some shit. I don't know. And But then the other brother, Saboshi, is, like, in love with Yui. So, I don't know. Like, the whole thing is kind of weird. It is creepy. I kind of want to see how it all ends, to be quite honest with you. Um, So, I'm sticking in. I was reading the chapters, and I did ask I'm excited for you to tell me how it all ends. <laughs> yeah. I did make some notes. Um, Chapter 62. Um, dumb and mute because Miyaka loses her voice so she can't speak <laughs> and Miyaka is just a bundle of joy why does this bitch keep trusting Yui because she actually lost the medallion thing because she she trusted Yui she thought Yui was on her side but Yui's just like of course she's being brainwashed by Na Nakago or whatever her name is but also like she's supposed to be the smart one and she just makes stupid rash dumbass fucking decisions all the time chapter 60 yeah. 64 Amboshi equals confusion. 
because of the twin size. Chapter 65, Yui girl, there's always time to stop, dummy, because she had this whole like moment like, I've gone too far, I can't stop, I need, to, I have to see this through. And I'm just like, bitch, there's always a point where you could stop, where you could just be like, I'm not gonna do this anymore. You know, like there's always a moment. Chapter 66, <laughs> Yui continues to be the dumbest bitch on the planet. Chapter 67, not them going straight to sex. <laughs> But Saboshi in the real world was hilarious. There's this one scene where, like, he's chasing after Miyaka, and he's using all these, like, ancient powers and shit, but he keeps crashing into things, like, into establishments, and they're like, we're gonna call the police. And he's like, where's Miyaka? And they're like, uh, how do you spell that? We need to give that information to the police. So it, it is kind of kind of funny in some ways. Like, there's a bit of comedy there that has helped, but everybody's mm-hmm. dumb. Literally every single person in this is in a big old fashion. Like, oh, and Hodohari is, you know, he was all in love with Miyaka, but all of a sudden he has a wife now and she's pregnant. What? I was like, I'm oh, gonna kill okay. her. How dare she? So, Who does she think so, she is? He's mine. <laughs> And now, like, the Suru um, kingdom is invading the Suzaku kingdom, and they're, like, you know, getting their ass beat. And then, so obviously, it was the perfect time for Miyaka and Tamahome, basically their only warrior, to, like, go into the real world and leave them. Um, Especially with the way that time moves, because, like, a day there is, like, like seven years or some shit in in the book. So uh, it's really interesting. but as I said, I'm enjoying it so far because it is very ridiculous and I can I don't have to take it seriously. So I think if I was taking this whole story seriously, I would be very frustrated and I would want to quit. But it's kind of like that Marcus Chang drama that I was watching. Because, it, because I'm, I'm reading it, like, expecting it to be comedic and stupid, I'm just, like, enjoying myself, you know? I feel like there's not a lot of um, okay. really fun things like that in the world anymore. So, you know, I'm taking it as I want. Uh, I was going to watch an anime today. I I swear to God, I was going to watch an anime today. And then I discovered that JJ Project had all the English subs for every single episode on YouTube. So I literally (laughs) have been watching that all day. I'm literally on chapter, I'm on episode 38 right now. Uh, So sorry. (laughs) I watched an anime today. Well, I didn't finish it though. But I told you I was going to start it because I thought it looked absolutely ridiculous. And it is that house husband ridiculous. thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, it is such a. It is. It's one of those. So it's definitely like a Chinese based anime, I would say. Although mm-hmm. I think, like, even though it's Chinese based, it, I think they have Japanese names. But it's like you know those type of animes where it's like, like a two minute episode type mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. You know, very short. It it kind of reminds me of um take my brother away. So it's like it's like very short, like you know, like a four minute episode. But in Netflix case, it's like it's like a fifteen minute episode. But then they have multiple like episodes within it. So like each episode is like a different like thing. Like it's like each section okay. is like a different episode. So it's like so right now it's like even though I'm on episode two, it's technically like episode like ten or something in the within the show. But anyways, it is absolutely ridiculous. It is it is so funny. Um, let me pull it up real quick for you. <laughs> it is so funny though, guys. Like I was cracking up because I like I thought it was gonna be ridiculous, and it is. So apparently, it was a manga, right? And mm. um, it 
got turned into an anime. Um, <laughs> I just Googled it. One of the first thing that pops up is the way of the house husband goes viral for its unbelievably bad animation. The animation is horrendous. It is like, <laughs> like nothing moves. It is so funny. Um, so it is the way of the house husband. So Tatsu, an infamous and feared Yakuza boss named Immortal Dragon, retires from crime to become a house husband so that he can support Miku, his, I'm not going to pronounce that because I'm not going to break my tongue, but his wife. (laughs) The episodic series depicts a a variety of comedic scenarios, typically where Tatsu's banal domestic work as a house husband is is juxtaposed. Yeah, <laughs> against his intimidating personality and appearance, and his frequent run-ins with his with former Yakuza associates and rivals. So basically, you know, it, it it's actually really funny. It's like the I don't I can't even remember what the first episode because they they all just go so quickly. But they're basically like, oh yeah, the first episode, he was like. He made, like, this elaborate dinner, like, straight up, like, made this elaborate breakfast, and then she was late for work, so she was like, I can't eat it, I have to go, and so then he was like, no, I need to, and then he was like, oh, no, she left it, and so he grabs, like, the food, and is, like, riding the bicycle, and then the police pull him over, and they're like, you're the mortal dragon, and then he was like, yes, but I need to get my wife this food, and then he was like, it's just like, it's like a lot of, like, situational stuff where it's like, what the hell <laughs> because like it's just like so ridiculous like, when i tell you this shit is dumb it's dumb like the thought the, the like the next episode was like he was making something at the house and someone rings the doorbell and he like the person comes out and it's like you know like you know those people who um they do like the knifing thing you know the, like those knife sellers like i don't know okay. if you you guys have it in Canada, but in America, they do that too, where like these people be like, go around house to house and sell knives and be like, these are knives. They, so when they he still opens- have door-to-door salesmen, is what you're telling That's what you're telling me. I mean, I that not was, like, as much dead. anymore. Oh, okay. Wow. I not as much anymore, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, not as much anymore, but it, it definitely does happen. But yeah, so he... He opens the door and he's like blood all over him, right? You, right? Because like, and mind you, he does look like a gangster. Like he has a cut in his face, tattoos all over. And then he opens the door and he has an apron and there's blood all over. And so the salesman's like, oh my God, no, I can do this. It's fine. So he was like, I have knives to sell. And he was like, okay, let me check out these knives. So then he drags him inside. And then he just starts like using a knife to chop up vegetables and all that stuff and makes him like a meal. And then the, the salesman eats the meal and he's like, this feels just like home. <laughs> like your food just evokes emotions out of me. I am so happy. And I was just like, like what the hell am I, what am I actually watching? <laughs> but I was like, but it was just like, so, you know, it's just like so dumb what? that you just keep watching it. Like, it's just so fun. Like he goes to like the, um, <laughs> he goes to like the store and he was like, can I have that white stuff, the good white stuff? And then the lady was like, uh, we don't sell that here. And his wife was like, oh, no, he's asking for flour. <laughs> it's a very dumb show, but I haven't finished it yet. But I'm definitely going to finish it because it's just, like, ridiculous. Like, it's just, like, something that passes time. So I like it so far. The animation is definitely, like, like they scanned, like, the pages. <laughs> and then stop motion filter, I swear. 
but I did I I read um a couple porn was I didn't but like I didn't realize that they were all like not completed and that actually irritated me because I wanted to start I wanted to read one that was not um the last one that I read I'm trying to find it and I can't Mm. my high school bully I don't know why I always pick up bully (laughs) what (laughs) that sounds like that is like I feel I, I swear to god I stumbled on that in like um on Tumblr back when Tumblr had porn and I feel like that's like a genre that's really popular bullies mm. it is I will say you know why I think it's super popular too because I swear when I started reading this I was like have I not read this before <laughs> but like it's a new story right but like I was like oh, okay. I'm pretty sure I've read this before so it's like basically this girl, like this guy, he's like, I'm going to start over a new life and I'm turning a new leaf at this, cause at this new campus. I realize I do like um, campus ones, stories for some reason. Campus stories I always find very fun to read. But anyways, he was like, I'm starting over a new life. Like no one's going to bully me anymore, blah, blah, blah. And like, honestly, all this time I thought when he was like saying how he was getting massively bullied, that he was being bullied for like a like some kind of reason i'm just like hold on let me get you the description so like this entire time i thought okay so the description is literally my high school bully goes to the same college as me what would you do to hide your past so this entire time i thought that he was telling us that you know he was suffering deeply um from like you know the shame of what they bullied him for do you want to know what they bullied this man for in high school what what he had a big cock. You know what? It's funny. I thought that might be the case because I feel like that's not like, and I'm not even trying to be like one of those people who's like, you know, stereotypes and things shit and stuff like that. But um, I've noticed that average to large size penises seem to be um, not common in a lot of people so when it like when you have these mangas and these things it's always like <laughs> you're a freak because your dick is like seven inches <laughs> like okay like when I, I kid you not so like so basically the story is that like so he is at like you know you know how they do that um what's it called you know that that uh empty that's what they call it, right? When they, they do, like, those or whatever. So he's there, and, like, these two girls are like, oh, we have to tell you about these girls. Like, you don't, you shouldn't trust them. Like, everyone, he's basically saying how his school is just, like, a school for sex. Like, everyone who goes to this college is all about getting the sex and whatever. And then this girl, like, kidnaps him, like, pretends to be drunk, drags him off to the bathroom. And he's like, oh, my God, yay, I'm going to lose my virginity. And then she was like what is that monstrous atrocity that you have in front of me? I don't want it. <laughs> she was like, I'm I can't. reading it right now. And the first, like the last five <laughs> panels are just like, like the tension. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, like the, Oh my God. <laughs> like, honestly, I'm, I, I'm definitely going to keep reading this because every time I think it was going to go like into like, a rape scene it doesn't because the girl good. is a bully like the main girl she's she was his one of his high school bullies and so like she feels like no sexual attraction whatsoever to anyone no matter how hard she tries so she like tries to hook up with the hottest guy still dry in the sahara desert and then this guy with his big penis is like 
hey and then she's like wait i have attraction here but so she's been hanging out with him but he's like a loser so everyone's like why is she hanging out with the loser all the time the loser with the big penis i'm sorry it's just so funny i just think it's just ridiculous like but so far i mean it's it's interesting like it's definitely not going in the route that i thought it was was gonna go because like I, like I said, I did read a, uh, I started a similar story, but like the high, like his high school bully followed him and he was just like, it was just like, she was not a nice person. Like this one, you could tell she's just trying to like, like, yes, she's a bully, but she's trying to like erase that part of her. What are you laughing at? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This I'm sorry. I'm just skimming through it right now. I'm sorry. Because this whole thing is really funny to me. But like, it is. there's a moment where she's like, um, wait, will I be able to handle it if we do re- repetitive moments? And she's like freaking out. She's like, it's like, she's like, oh my God, I feel like it's 98% and, and whatever, whatever. And he's like, um, <laughs> hold on. There's a moment where she's like, oh, she thinks he's 98% in, but he's only like halfway in. And then yep. she's like, and she's like, I'm. What she, she says something like, "Hold on." He's like, "I'm gonna put the rest in." And she's like, "I'm. I'm being murdered." And her face <laughs> in that scene was just. Yes, no, like that's literally what it is. Because like he then goes on, goes on to like like these two like the two upperclassmen girls. They're they're like, "Oh, we can handle you. It's fine." And he literally just like puts it in once, and sh- the girl collapses. Like. <laughs> like so he's like having a threesome and they're like um she was like like the, the one of the other girls is like you know what I can handle it like I'm used to it he's like oh no I can't handle it what is going on and then he has like this little girl that's like a little stalker ish of him not really like super stalker but you know she she she's really into him and so she was like practicing with her cucumbers and her zucchinis and all that to deep throat but then he so then she like you know was able to deep throat or whatever. So then he was like trying to stick it in, and then she was like, "Oh my god, no!" She's like, "I have to work out. Like this is not how it's gonna work. I have to fit it." <laughs> yeah, it's oh, ridiculous. I I really wished it was finished, but it's not, and it made me sad when I was like, I was like, "No more chapters," because then like they even one of his other like bullies came up too. It's like a whole thing, but like there's actually no like actual like bullying or anything which That's is interesting good. yeah i'm definitely gonna <laughs> keep up with my high my high school right i wanted to it's so, so one of my friends it's so funny <laughs> my college roommate who she'll probably start listening to this now so one of my college roommates um shout out to you julie she like she always sends me like random like memes and stuff on instagram so then she messaged me and she goes do you read manuals and i was like do, do pigs not fly like what are you talking about you know I'm a nerd like you know I do this yeah. so then she sends me like f- these six like stories that she wants me to read and it's actually funny because I started reading one before because she's like I've been obsessed with manuals it's what I do all my time now so we should from her list we're yeah, gonna read one. one together because like it's actually funny because like she sent me um a couple and I recognize Sultan's love because I read I read part of that and I wanted to continue it. But at the time, it wasn't finished. So then she was like, read okay. them. So I was like, okay, I'll read them for you, Julie. So we'll pick one of them. I'll send them to you and we'll okay. pick one to read. Okay, perfect. Anything else? Mm, no. Yeah, me me too, actually. Uh, Attack on Titan <laughs> has ended. Uh, the manga 
has ended. Uh, I haven't read it yet because from all of the, the spoilers, it looks like garbage. Everyone is going insane. It like, looks like absolute garbage. I don't understand it. Um, like everyone, like literally everyone is going crazy. And yet, and you know what's funny is that somehow the Erin McCock, Erin McKeesa. Yeah. Erin McKeesa and the Hera Historia fans are still fighting. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I, I've seen it as well. Um, probably from the same person. But yeah. <laughs> hmm. Both her and like, so she, you know, she's a Ari, she's a Historia, Erin Stan. And then my other friends are Erin Mikasa fans. So like, I've seen the fighting from both ends. It's just like ridiculous to me. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird because apparently, like, Aaron's reincarnated into birds or some shit now. So basically, whenever you saw birds in the yep. story, that was like Aaron. It was Aaron, yes. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah. And then also, like, Aaron doesn't want Mikasa to, like, move on and fall in love with anybody else she he wants her to like mourn him forever (laughs) and like there's no point to any of the destruction that he has done and all the lives that have been lost um and mikasa was like like, cradling his head his his head yep it's so fucking weird like i just what what about this yeah. Someone made a tweet and like like I said, because I seen it from my both end, right? So I saw the tweet where it was like, damn, they were like, uh, Mikasa was down bad even to the very end, carrying his musty head. <laughs> and then I saw another tweet where someone was like, Oh, we'll never in another lifetime we'll never get a story as good as Aaron and Historia. And then someone was like, You mean literally every hetero romance you can find? <laughs> You need like, to read it what? so you can have a discussion and tell me your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, uh, as they say, though, so they dumb. say it was a humbling experience for you guys, right? Because you guys were like very much boastful. Oh, Attack on Titan, the best manga ever, best anime okay, ever. I said it was the best manga. I said that Levi Ackerman is one of the best characters he, and if he was a real person he could call me yes but i never said it was like so this, the greatest was, a humbling, story ever this was a humbling experience for everyone who you guys were just getting too hyped so he was like let me knock you guys down i heard i did hear though that he was um sort of told that he needed to change whatever his original ending was i don't know mm. Personally, I don't. I think that people are using that as an excuse for how shit it is. But mm-hmm. because I've seen, like, basically, I I think I've told you. I've told like a lot of people. Like, I love Attack on Titan, but I stopped paying attention to like the chapters because it just started to flop. Like, it felt like the story was going nowhere. I wasn't as mm-hmm. interested in anything that was going on. It felt like it was gonna be an unfulfilling end, and it was an unfulfilling end because Aaron is is a bird. Um, Makasa sits by his grave um apparently he's like supposed to be like a hero even though he done murdered everybody like what (laughs) (laughs) what i mean levi survived barely but he survived so i i'm okay with that there was sasha 
Sasha and Ymir, and Sasha, sorry, not Ymir, um, Sasha and all the people who died before, like, they did get to sort of, like, do a sort of, like, a goodbye, which is great, because, like, I love Sasha. She was, like, everything. Um, and, but, like, the whole story was stupid. I'm sorry. Like, it started so well. Honestly, for me, I will say, I'm going to read, I'm going to get caught up, and then I'll make notes, and I'll, you know, give an actual intelligent um, <laughs> sort of review on Attack on Titan in the future. But right now, I'm just going to say that I feel that it started to go downhill when we got the reveal on how original founder Ymir got her powers. Because as soon as that happened, I was like, mm -hmm. that sounds stupid. And I was like, mm, this is not going to be a good path that we're on. <laughs> because... Like, you know when you build something up so much and then it sort of just mm -hmm. flops? Like, that's why you should keep things as secrets, you know, like, or keep them mysterious. You don't need to explain everything, okay? You just, like, yeah, not literally. Everything needs to be explained. Something literally you what can just, yeah. like, use Fanon and have right. an explanation. Like, literally, like, I remember before we got the reveal and everyone was like, oh, she made a deal with the devil. It was evolution. You know, they're chosen people, whatever. No, this bitch literally just fell into this random tree and something attached itself to her spine. And that was it. That was that was that was the story. I was <laughs> like, um, oh, OK. <laughs> and it's been downhill since then. I mean, listen, at least Historia maybe fucked Aaron. I mean, we don't know who the baby daddy is. So at least maybe she had a, like, she might have done that. Mikasa didn't do, even do that. Mikasa just held his head and buried it, I guess. And that was it. So I feel like Historia is the winner, obviously. And I love Mikasa. I, I really do. But, you know, Historia is the winner here. She she actually knew and saw Aaron for what he was. Mikasa has always just been so like blinded by you know whether it's you know the 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 fact that she as an Ackerman and she might have been compelled to listen to him or she actually did truly you know purely love him I don't know but that whole thing was weird um yeah I mean we'll we'll get into Attack on Titan maybe next episode I'll I'll get caught up and I'll do an actual analysis on where everything went wrong I mean I feel like yeah yeah it's not good <laughs> but anyways <laughs> and oh and then on top of that pile of shit the anime doesn't come back to winter 2022 oh why why they have to like stretch it out for as long as possible i mean unless they change the ending i don't see any reason they i mean at this point the story is already garbage you might as well just put out garbage animation so it, it really doesn't make that much of a difference, right? But yeah, a, I guess apparently they need to, you know, they want to spend time and make it look as good as it is, as, as good as it can be, um, while it is also very much just garbage. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, anything? Um, oh, and another thing, just like, just to end and bookend this, um, I am excited because they're going to be, airing the end of the last season of seven deadly sins so i'm excited to mm -hmm. see that when that airs um and i think it's in the summer so i'm very excited i don't care like everybody wants to talk about how that animation is garbage i'm sorry i can watch seven deadly sins any time of the day okay i never have a problem i love the story i love everything about it 
I honestly feel like it's one of my favorite animes outside of Dra- like Dragon Ball, Yu Yu Hakusho, and um, Sailor Moon, obviously, and Dra- Gundam Wing, and Seven Deadly Sins. Those five would be like top, top for me. Attack on Titan mm-hmm. isn't the top ten, but no you know, bleach. <laughs> we really don't want to go in that because the last the last season was supposed to air this year, and it didn't because I guess of COVID and things. So that. Sh- pile of garbage is still also coming out um <laughs> and i feel like i'm gonna have a weekly rage fest um but we'll see we'll see how that goes uh <laughs> but yes let's yes. get into dramas Woo! Woo! another so. time area in which i slapped <laughs> <laughs> the only thing i watched was hello me that's literally me the only thing i watched that's fine. Like I didn't even talk get about to it. like get through like Stormy or anything. Like I yeah, I actually did mean to watch it. I was just like really tired last week, and then like I just got busy with like work and podcast stuff, and then yeah. I, don't know, I just kind of flopped. But gonna, I did. Like, I want to finish up Stormy, and then like there's so many, there's actually so many dramas that just premiered that I need to check out like love scenery I've been waiting for that to premiere for so long and that premiered so I have to watch Mm -hmm. that and then Reptan I need to watch because like apparently Mm. it's doing really well and people are loving it so much even though I heard it has like a mellow and which I could see because of the story but like Mm -hmm. there's like so much dramas that I need to watch but I'm also just not in the mood to watch dramas so (laughs) Uh, so we're yes. gonna there's gonna be an episode where we come back and I'm gonna tell you about the 50 million shit that I finished and watched. You're gonna see. But anyways, allow me. Yes. So we've it's done. It's completed. The story has finished. The last time we talked, I think we was it like I think it was like episode ten maybe ten? or yeah I think so. So yeah, I think it was around episodes. I think we just finished episode ten that time. So um yeah I don't know I watched it it was cute I honestly think that young honey hard carried that whole drama because she was the only entertaining person for me especially at the end I did not care about really anybody else I liked her mom and um yeah I liked her friend. Okay, so let's like, so since yeah. the last time we watched, so that I, I yeah. can't remember exactly what. So if we go off of like episode ten, mean the last time that we spoke about this. So like you know they found out we found out that um uh little, 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 whatever her name is best friend was pregnant and yeah auntie was like started her like whole conspiracy thing of trying to ruin life and then. Um, Hanny. Oh yeah, the last time we watched was when Hanny went to like they did like the the, the the chips the the chips thing, right? That was the last time we discussed when they were when they were really? like creating the snack. Yeah, that was the last time. Oh, we they were doing that special on... that special project or something, right? Yeah, and, and then, I remember because um, yeah, yeah. yeah right. So like they did a snack or whatever, and then she got a haircut, and I was so devastated yeah. because it I was miss, so like, ugly. Ugh. Like, it was so so mad. (laughs) But, like, on top of that, too, it's like, I feel like they really rammed up the the fake freckles on her face on top of that. Like, that was what (laughs) pissed me off. 
it wasn't just the fact that they cut her hair, her gorgeous hair, but then they ramped up those ugly ass freckles because they're like, oh, well, let's make her more basic, I guess. I don't know if freckles make you basic, but that seems to be what their goal was with that. <laughs> but yeah, um, so then, you know, like she it. got a haircut. They won the competition. And then the aunt went on like her little whole like, oh, this is like, honestly, I was so disinterested in the story after that point. I'm going to be honest. Like, I just couldn't care. No matter how hard I tried. Yeah. I think for me, um, around that time too, is when I thought that they, when they reintroduced the more like paranormal aspect of it. And I was a little bit excited because I'm like, oh, good. Okay, good. Now we're going to get into the mystery on why she's here. But then they like didn't that. really reintroduce the paranormal aspect until like, like it's like, I, I think yeah. that was one, something that really annoyed me with the drama overall was that like, you thought they would have played more up into this paranormal behavior but instead they went off on a tangent with this whole like um business yeah blah 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 bs and then it was just like honestly by the end of the show i was just like trying to figure out like what exactly was the point of the show well the point of the show is that you know in the 20 years that had passed um that single moment which was her father's death really changed honey from like this bright you know, life-loving person to somebody who just hated herself, basically. Yes, but did, did we need like 16 episodes? No, we didn't. We really didn't. But, okay. I mean, that's the point. The, the because point we is got, that her younger we self We got garbled. Her. Sorry. We garbled <laughs> with, like, eight episodes of foolish filler nonsense for something yeah. that could have been... Conne- like, it just felt like... like it. It really just felt like... They pushed out everything for as long as they could. And then the last two episodes, not even the last two episodes, the final episode is when they decided, okay, let's try to tie up every loose end we have. And it just didn't work for me. It did not work for me. (laughs) It was definitely a rush. And I did think that sometimes too, like, I don't know. I kind of feel like, yeah, you know, things that happen in high school and these things like that, they do, you know, play a part in like how you live your life and stuff like that. And obviously something huge like your father's death in front of you, Mm -hmm. you know, where you're kind of, you feel like you're to blame for it, you know, that's one thing. But I just felt like with her friend Jian, especially, I was like, I like, she felt like the weirdest character because she was so confident. She was like, you know, a boss bitch. But she let her mother-in-law railroad her. And, you know, like, and then she held this grudge against Hanny for 20 years, which is so stupid. And then, like, that whole thing with her dad, like, her, her stepmom and his, and then her, her husband really took the crime real quick. And real, like, he, he looked like he was enjoying <laughs> he was, himself. I was he was like, he, the fact that he was like, he was like, you know, I had to pretend to be like that so that I could fool my mom. I'm like, mm, okay. But see, no, that's you, my thing too, right? He was, he was really into it. He was a little too into it, I think. Right? But that's my thing too, right? Is that they're, they're like, even like the whole, like, like her grandma held a grudge against her for 20 years. Mm. Like, it just... Like, these things just, like, to me, it's just, it's not logical. Like, I can't imagine, like, your family blaming you Hating for your you. father's death for 20 years. Like, And then, on top of that, it's like, what, like, how does seeing a younger version of her, uh, like, suddenly click in that you should stop being a total bitch? Like, thank you. And, like, her mom, her mom is like, oh, I should have told you this so long ago that you're not to blame. I'm like, 
why didn't you? Why didn't that? you? Like, like if she what? went into if she went into a deep, yeah. deep depression when her father died, yeah. is what they're trying to tell us. Like, why yeah. would you not tell your daughter, oh, it's not your fault? Like, why was like I'm sorry, like they're shitty people. Like, why were you spending 20 years yeah. blaming your daughter for this? Like, why? Yeah, and then like I think that also is kind of why, like, at the, that last scene when they're on the picnic bench or the picnic table floor or whatever, and like the I, grandma I was, was so being annoyed. Kind of mean. The grandma was being mean to the, the other sister, and I'm like, see, this is the problem here. You guys are bullies. Like, you guys are actual bullies. Like, why are you doing this? Like, it's not even like, right, funny. Like, ugly. Like, yeah. she's her ugly, and I was like, what? Like, and then like. The Anthony thing, where he was the one who had called her parents, and he, he blamed himself for that. And I feel like the story was trying to say that because he did it, he deserved to lose his career. And I'm just like, that's not how that works, you know? Okay, like, but first of honestly, like, even the whole <laughs> Anthony storyline was just so useless. Like, yeah. like, it was just such like, a the useless I feel like they really wanted to do, like, a bullying storyline, so that's the only reason that they had that in there. <laughs> right? right? Must have so, been. So, like, for everybody who doesn't know, Anthony, you know, is is the, the guy who was in love with her 20 years ago, and now he's this big celebrity, you know, got plastic surgery, whatever. Somebody recognizes him from the mole on his back, somebody he used to bully because he was a, a bully. And so it comes out, and then instead of, like, you know, reflecting all that kind of stuff, he just quits. He quits the industry, um, and he decides that he's going to. He apologizes, then quits the industry. Yes, I would say though, like even though the story was really, really stupid after a while, I do feel like the act, the chemistry with the actors worked really well for me. Because like that scene when Hanny, baby Hanny, like finds out her dad died, like I was crying. I'm not gonna lie, like I felt emotionally compromised. Um, I thought that was a really well done scene. I thought the scene when they were all sleeping on the floor was really cute. I thought the scene when um, Anthony quits and his his um, manager hugs him and like they all had that kind of like I thought that was cute. Um, I didn't like any of the the confectionery people family. I didn't like that stuff at all because it's like the mom. Lit- okay, like the the mother, like she was willing to do all of that and bully her pregnant daughter-in-law who is literally paying thousands of dollars because they have problems conceiving she's willing to add all that stress into her life and for what so that she's in charge she's already like 85 like what are you you don't have like if you were 20 i would understand but you're already basically you know at an age where you're gonna have to give up the power shortly anyways what was the point of it and then the whole thing at the end when she was like I hate that this is the person that you see because the, her brother is like crying in her office. Her whole family's sad. I'm like, she literally put out a rumor that you guys were poisoning babies with your food, with your products. She was willing to tank your business so, so that she could gain power. So what? you were saying, so like one of the, the scenes that like, I I mean, I didn't cry at any point because I just mm-hmm. didn't really feel the connection between any of the characters, to be honest. But um, one of the scenes that like, like you said, the, the scene when she found out about her dad, that was a very sad scene. Mm-hmm. And I did like the acting that was done there. And then like the scene with the family. But I feel like there was not enough emphasis on them as a family mm-hmm. as much 
before for me to really feel the impact of that scene. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Like so much time was just filled with ridiculous nonsense around it that I just couldn't feel like the actual tug of impact with that scene. Like So I I do have I, I do think that, you know, that is hitting the the nail on the head there because the lot of the flashback scenes that we got were just of everybody sort of like living in the same house but not being close. It was just mm-hmm. Honey and her dad. And so if we had so that's why like the scene with her dad, like that those yeah. scenes like those the scene the with young scenes. Henny and her dad were the yes. best scenes because we saw a lot they of were. young Henny and her dad. But when it came Absolutely. to the rest of the family, I was just like, okay. And then one thing that actually pissed me off, and I think I t- I, I, t- I tweeted that because I was like, listen, I think K drama they be f- they be forgiving their villains way too easily way for too my easily. liking. Like, yeah. No, <laughs> like no. This could just be my Capricorn Moon and my Scorpio Mercury, but like, absolutely not. Like, I, it's not even just in this drama, but like many other dramas, we see people forgive people who try to murder them like ten times. You're like, I will forgive you. Like, no, I will not fucking forgive you. What the hell? Absolutely not. Like, no. I just think that what the mother was doing was just unforgivable. She knows her her brother is going blind, so she decides to use it against them. She blackmails her daughter, blackmails her son. She sets out rumors like what? Like, <laughs> like he goes the the brother never, loses. I think I messaged like, you. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think I messaged you while I was watching it because I said to you that I never understand the motivation of like destroying mm-hmm. a company that you're trying to take over. Like, it mm. makes no sense to me. Like, why do you want the 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 stock prices to fall and the company to? Be- reputation to being tatters if you're trying to take it over like wouldn't you want to take over a stable like it makes no sense to me like none whatsoever from a business perspective because they only care about costs and they feel like over time people will forget shit they they do want to tank a company because if you buy them cheap and then you build them back up you're you're gonna make the profit that's how they see it right but But she wasn't gonna buy it cheap because she was just gonna like get into position as the new CEO with it yeah but she gets more money out of it right like and the power and she really was just there for the power it wasn't really even about the money because she's already rich as hell like they were all very rich it was more about the power she wanted yeah she she felt she wanted the company yeah she felt that she should have got it in the beginning and she only the only reason she didn't was because she is a woman and mm-hmm. like no also i'm i'm so over that i'm so over that yeah, storyline like me too. it is just an irritating storyline it's in every k drama nowadays like especially not yeah. even nowadays but just like in general like when you're watching a k drama it's like oh the only reason why the feet like it's always the female character like the aunt or the the, the mom or the sister that is like so bitter about it because she didn't get a position like yeah i understand that that happens like you know you don't get positions because you're a girl whatever i understand that these things happen but like also like it's just it just gets so repetitive and annoying and then i hated that they tried to shoehorn in the romance because it was just like honestly anthony and old boy should have just been the couple yeah no anthony i mean um (laughs) Anthony and Dylan, they should have been the couple. Yeah. They had more chemistry yeah. than the three of them, <laughs> than either of them had That's why with they had Annie. One of the last scenes together uh, like, when he went to Anthony's restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm, I'm just being honest. Like the yeah. two of them had more chemistry than they did with Hanny at any point in time. <laughs> like, what she ridiculous. kissed him, 
I was like, oh, it was the worst kiss of this. my life. I was like, and you know what's funny? We thought that he is psychometric couple had no chemistry, but this was like more like this was another level. Like she kissed okay, him, and I was here's like, the thing Why? yeah. But here's the thing though: it's because they're just two likable character um, characters and actors that it's like. It's not, like, terrible. You know what I'm saying? It's not, like, so cringy. It was just, like, why did we even go this route? Like, we should just yeah. never even try to have never make it a had a romance. Yeah. Like, Queen of Mystery because, didn't like, really lean on it, on romance with her and, and what's-his-face. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that it kind of helped. I think, it, it, like, even though I do love romance in these things, I think it was a smart idea not to lean on the romance and just lead with the the stories and, and the mysteries itself. And that's what well, I feel like, in, that's what I think, too. too. Like, I feel like yeah. if they were going to go for the romance, they should have, like, tried to, earlier. like, kind of, yeah, tried it earlier. Because, like, like, earlier it just seemed like, oh, this is a nice person we're following, whatever. I mean, overall, I just, like, felt very like meh about the overall show yeah like too. which i told you like the last time we recorded yeah. i had already said that i was at that point where i was just like yeah watching it just because and i, I probably would have ended up dropping it if we weren't watching it together just because like i just wasn't feeling it after a point because it just didn't like it was kind of weird to like i, I would consider this the second time in a row now that chow kenny is not really delivered in her a role that she's presented to me personally because like good casting mm. is kind of the same thing and then this one is now the same and then even like kim young kwan like he is such a better actor than what he was giving us in this so like i don't know i i, I probably would rate this like a 7.5 and that was and like three out of those 7.5 is for young honey <laughs> like she really yeah. was the carrier like she carried yeah. the show I said as, she... like at the end of it I was like so this is basically the young Hanny story and sh- they should have done more to show her at the end too because I was oh yeah sorry oh I was really interested in seeing more of like if she could change things in the future and like what she would change like as she's living her life you know because um, now she has that she knows right she knows that her father dies she knows how people end up so I was kind of hoping that we would see her do something different in her in her past like, her also future, another right? thing that like kind of yeah. irritated me actually was just like I like that's why I said I don't understand what the entire point was like mm-hmm. yes we understand that it's for like future honey too but like in my mind because I think of like you know Time continuum, butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. Like sh- so many things happened in the past, like in the like when Hani was here in this time. Her going yeah. back and knowing all of these things should definitely have affected something in the future. Yeah. But it just seemed like everyone just moved on. Like it just, it was weird. Like it was very yeah. weird. It was weird yeah. that everyone was just like, "Oh yeah, you know that happened. We definitely met that the younger version." It was just a very weird situation. Yeah, I do feel like K-dramas, a lot of the time, they just, like, lose the script writing-wise. Like, they, they they kind of stop understanding the story that they're trying to tell, I think. And I that was definitely a problem here. It tends to be a problem by, like, episode 8 to 10 in a lot of dramas that I've watched. It's just, like, they, they sort of just lose all sort of semblance of what they're trying to tell. Um, story-wise and that's the problem and it definitely was a problem here yeah, I, I feel like seven. 
So I yeah, it honestly, I that's how I feel. I mean, I haven't rated it yet, but like that's what I'm thinking. Like I'm thinking the seven seven point five because like honestly, I just like like it just felt so unsatisfying. Like that's just how mm. I felt once I was done with this. Like I just felt like I didn't under like what why was why did I watch this? Like what did I gain from this? Like what really was my purpose of watching it? Which I know like you know you shouldn't really like want to gain something from everything you watch, but like. I do <laughs> like even well, if it's just to have funny moments or whatever I just feel like there should have been a point to this and I just feel like there was no yeah. point like I like the concept in, in and of itself sounds good like this girl you know she's struggling through all of this but then I just felt like they just went off on too many tangents of like ridiculousness and then I feel like if they leaned in more into the supernatural elements, it would have been a better show instead of trying to go for this business element. And it was just... Or, was just, I think, as well, too, if they didn't want to lean into the, the business, I'm sorry, into the um, supernatural element, they should have at least dealt more with, like, the interpersonal sort of relationships and, and um, characterizations and stuff like that. Because I felt like at the end, we didn't really know anything about any of these people, you know, like they were just there, you know, and they were kind of following the script versus like, we understand who you are as a character and this is why you're doing these things, you know? I don't know. I just felt like the characters just like sort of revolved around each other. Like they were in orbit and outer space, but nothing really made sense. And, like, the point, too, yeah, like, Hanny goes to the past. She remembers. So what changes? You know, like, how do you, like, prevent 20 years from passing and things coming up? Yeah, you know, like, right? what like, changes? What, what yeah. changes? Like, what? Yeah. what is what's going to happen? Like, I don't know. There should have been, like, a, I don't know. It, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it was yeah. unsatisfactory, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, so I am going to watch Vincenzo on Friday because there okay. is a live watch. Um, have you watched any of it? Room. I haven't watched any of it. So it's only be episode one and two. Um, but it is like, oh, a they're live watching, watch oh I thought they people. were watching like the, the whole thing. Okay. No, no. Enjoy. No, no. Have so fun. I'm going to watch the first two episodes and see how that goes. Uh, so devilish judge starting Jisung and, um, JYP. Is, mm-hmm. It did get a release date, I think. Um, I think I saw July 3rd, yes. So it's going to be July 3rd to August 22nd is when that's going to air. And that's going to be interesting. Uh, Gong Yu's movie dropped with Park Bo Gum, I think. And I haven't really seen anything about it, to be honest. I just know that they're like promoting it and he looks fine mm-hmm. still. So, I mean, that's really the extent of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, we do need to find something to watch together. I'm going to, I definitely mm-hmm. am going to start Storm Eye this weekend. So maybe I won't definitely not be up to wherever you are. Allegedly. So. <laughs> she's allegedly going to start it. Next time we record, she's going to say the same thing. She's going to be like, oh, I meant to start it. And I did it. I mean, it's fine. Though. We'll, well, we'll if I don't watch it, watch. if I don't watch it, I'll definitely watch something else. Is kind of the point. Yeah. Right. So it's fine. Um, and then. Uh, we have to find out. We have to get an anime to watch together, and um, like a 
porn noir-ish thing. I think I might watch this bully thing though. The research, read this bully thing. If, yeah, um, but it's it's if just, it it's, finished? it's not done. No, because uh, I told you that's why I was sad because okay. I was like reading it and then I realized it wasn't finished. So I have to follow it every week. Remember, I have a list of like manuals that yes, my friends sent for your friends you together. Yeah, so we okay, we can perfect. pick one and read together. But okay, perfect. sounds good. Okay, books. Yes, so you read a lot of books. I only read Betty. I mean, not like a lot, but I did do quite <laughs> some reading. That's what I do when I go on vacation. <laughs> I read and relax yeah, and fair drink. drink and read. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so we can talk about Betty first, and then I'll let you go off onto your bookland. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, Betty. Yay. Yes. So, so. Betty is by author Jennifer Cruzy, who on record is like one of my favorite authors. I have all her books. I adore her writing style. I love how funny it is. I love how she always has like throwbacks to like old movies and old music, like retro music and stuff like that. So it's really like my style. I'll read a little synopsis. So Minerva Dobes knows that happily ever after is a fairy tale, especially with a man who asked her to, to dinner to win a bet. Even if he is gorgeous and successful, Calvin Morrissey. Cal knows commitment is impossible, especially with a woman as cranky as Min Dobbs, even if she does wear great shoes and keeps them on his toes. When they say goodbye at the end of their evening, they cut their losses and agree never to see each other again. But Faye has other plans, and it's not long before Min and Cal meet again. Soon they're dealing with a jealous ex-boyfriend, Krispy Kreme Donuts, a determined psychologist, chaos theory, a freakishly intelligent cat, chicken marsala, and more risky propositions than either of them ever dreamed of, including the biggest gamble of all, true love. Yes. So, how did you like it this time around? Cause, oh, on record, this is like not the first read for either of us. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, we, just like, yeah between no. the two of us, it's probably been read like <laughs> twenty five oh, or so times. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah. My last read before this was definitely when I was in my old house, right? So before mm-hmm. I bought a house, so like, which would have easily been like you know three, four years ago. So that would have been the last time I read this. So. This is definitely in a different place now than I was back then when I read what would have been the last time. Um, so I still enjoy, but I did have more issues this time with Minerva's um, classification, like her characterization that I did okay. ever before, um, especially as a plus size woman myself. I just did not like the self-esteem issues that she had and it just like like which shows that this is a product of its time right because this was like in this was written in like what 2003 2005 or something right Mm, oh no this is this has to be older than that um let's see 2004 yeah it's an old book yeah, so that's what I said, 2003, 2005. Oh, sorry, I thought wow. you said 2015. I thought you said 2015. Not I'm me. So sorry. No, I said, no, wait, not me saying oh. 2003 or 2005 and literally missing the exact year it was born, which is the one <laughs> right in between 2004. Yes. But yeah, so like, yes. you know, it, it is a product of this time in that when people yeah. were writing plus size people back in those days, it was always either the person was working to lose weight or dieting all the time or like just like stuff like that and so it kind of like bothered me that um Cal had to be the one to come in to show her to love her body and like so like those were just like little aspects that bothered me but like but like I understand it as a product of its time but 
it still just did not sit well with me reading it this time, especially as I like one of the more recent plus size books that I read was with someone who was more confident and like, mm-hmm. you know, tr- like she was she wasn't like, oh, I'm going to diet all the time and like stuff like that. And like her mom, like fitting her in this small clothes and like just like things like that just really like pissed I think me it off. was. I do think that that was more played off for comedy, but it did come across as really mean spirited throughout the book. Like, and that's yeah. something funny that like, at, when I first, first read it, I was like, oh, this is all, like, her mom's terrible, but it's funny. And then this yeah. time when I was reading it, I was like, holy crap, can you like, does she literally have this conversation with her mom every single day like, yeah, exactly. when they were living in the same house? Like, exactly. what? That, that has to, like, no wonder Minerva is so down on herself you know like can't eat bread like can't her eat mom it, can't buy, that, like, fat, yeah, fat, like, yeah like, i get like her mom buying her clothes that's like not gonna wait like, like size is way too what? small because like, oh I, you had a year i thought you would have lost weight and like stuff like that I just like it really bothered me like i was just like very yeah. annoyed by that like behavior and it's because her mom is supposed to like your parents are supposed to love you unconditionally and support you and her mom is literally her biggest bully like, and I think though, like maybe they're trying to do, she was trying to do something writing wise where it paralleled with Cal because Cal's mom was his, also his biggest bully. So it was sort of like they both were bullied at home and like, that's why they are the way that they are kind of thing. But it like, when I was reading it, I was like, holy crap, like these are just really toxic people that they're trying to play <laughs> off for comedy. And, and it's then not David, that funny. David always being yeah. like, oh. Like, David's, like, whole thing about, oh, yeah, no, she's not that pretty. Like, she's not this. Like, why were you so obsessed with her then? Like, it's because she she was homely and she looked like she'd be a great mom. Like, oh, fuck off. Like, I was so mad. I was just so irritated. And then there was, like, another thing that, like, granted it is the story, but I think because of my state of mind, I was just, like, a little irritated by how much Bonnie was just, like, it's it's true love. It's a fairy tale. Fairy tale. He's your prince. <laughs> I was just like, bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, but I guess but- I mean like the whole sweet and tart thing is supposed to be like Bonnie, you know, like so for so for the people who don't know, so um Minerva's best friends are Bonnie and Lisa, and Lisa is, you know, like super skinny, super hot, you know, she never stands still, she, you know, is a badass. You know, she's a boss chick, whatever. Oh, and then Bonnie with, the, with, with her purse. Yes. <laughs> and and then Bonnie is the sweet, short blonde who's, you know, really good professionally, but like in her personal life, she's like obsessed with the idea of fairy tales and true love. So you have the cynic and you have the the believer, you know, on either sides of my of Minerva. And I guess it's supposed to be like the devil and like the yeah, the, angel the angel sort of on her yes, shoulder, you know. Entire- Exactly. But it was just like, also yeah. just like, body was just doing too much. Like, I was just like, too much. And then, okay, here's another thing that I noticed too that I didn't really notice before. This all happens in a month. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? I was like, that's a lot. You know, like, but I guess when you think about it, like, there's a lot of stuff we she like she's they skim over like the group stuff because Bonnie starts dating Roger who is Cal's best friend and then Liza starts but even if they go out like every Friday night that's only four Friday nights that they go out as a group I feel like they go out like more often than that because remember they had the Sunday Sunday they the guys teach that's just only four Sundays whatever (laughs) okay so they do that and then um 
And then Friday nights they go Tuesdays, out. And then the Friday and the Tuesday nights they go to Emilio's or Emiliano's or whatever his name is. And then Friday nights they go out. And but then Roger and Bonnie are always connected at the hit. And but they went to the Silver Bullet, that bar that they started in. They went there like <laughs> yeah. every night as well too. No, the they, it, was, it was supposed to be it was supposed to be like every like Friday or like whatever. It was supposed to be. I thought every they went night. like more often than that. It sounded like they went no. more often than that. It sounded like, okay, like it sounded know. like they went out like like three nights a week or something. So that's still yeah. only like twelve yeah. nights. <laughs> well I mean when you think about it, like if you think I mean, like, if I'm you not saying down, there's anything wrong. Yeah. But I'm yeah. just saying like this all happened in a month. <laughs> well like I'm trying to think of it. So like basically they meet that night at the silver bullet they go their separate ways because they feel like fuck you which is great um and then the next time that they meet is where is it at um is that the softball game um is that the next time that they meet no 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 the next time would have been like the following like not like the next time when they were at the restaurant together because that's when they ran into David again. And David was like, oh, I bet you can't get her to um, go for lunch. And then they go to the softball game. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. I mean, it's a romance novel. I mean, the I know, but still a like, month. Yeah. It's just like a month. is just like, I'm just like, I'm just like, this is not even quarantine month. This is like a legit, like, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, well, I think the, 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 fun point, thing, I think the point of the story really, yeah, is I like the it's about a fairy tale of romance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, even when they were trying not to see each other, they randomly ran into each other. They kept like, ran into each other, which is why it makes most yeah. like they tried to avoid each other for like a week. So I'm telling you, so, yes. like three, so really, it's like three weeks. I'm just saying. But anyways, yes. things that They're I good. really did like though, really yeah. enjoy. I still love the banter because I thought it was still cute. Yes. I still enjoy reading so their funny. banter, and um. I liked uh what's the the lesbian bartender? I forgot how much I Shanna? enjoyed her. Shanna yeah. or something? And yeah, the, I forgot how much I Shanna, enjoyed yeah. her. Yes, when she like first sees Min and she was like, Oh, you sure she doesn't swing that way? <laughs> you sure she doesn't play for my team? And I love that they had like like that her and Cal had like that not um not Shanna, but Min, that Min and Cal had like the whole like running thing like Every time he makes a bet off her, she has to he has to pay her ten bucks and stuff like that. Yes. So, like I still like enjoyed it overall, but like I did see more issues this time reading it than the previous time reading it. Yeah, I liked it. I still enjoyed it. It's still like a ten out of ten for me, to be honest. Um, I like the banter. I like that. I yeah. Well, remember how I was saying that I didn't, I've never given it five out of five stars, even yeah. though I've read it so many times. And yeah. I really thought I was going to give it, I was like, oh, maybe this is going to be the five out of five read. But instead it made me want to give it three. <laughs> but I'm like, I can't give it yeah. three. I'm going to keep it at four. Because I, I reread yeah. it as much as I do. I yeah. can't like For give reason. it less than four. Yeah. Yeah. But I liked, what I really liked um, best out of it was the relationships, like, with the girls and the guys. I liked that yes. even though they were friends, they were always honest with each other about yes. everything, you know? Like, and I really liked the scene at the end 
after the, the disastrous wedding that didn't happen. And <laughs> when Min and Cal were like arguing and then Tony came out and was like, hey, guys, like we're in there. Why are you guys not in here, too? You know, exactly. Because that's where they should have been. And I thought that was like, yeah. I love the friendship aspect. Because I feel like that's actually what is missing out of dramas a lot of the times. The friendships. Like, the girls were tight. Even though they were different people, they had different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really, like, sometimes they argued. You know, like, they, they weren't, like, a storybook perfect friendship. But everybody, like, their crews worked really well together. And then they sort of combined really well. I love that Min, even though she was, you know, self-conscious about her weight everything else she was confident about and like she gave as good as she you know as good as Cal did in like their bantering stuff like that mm-hmm. um like she's com- she's confident in her job she's confident in being smart you know like sh- like her her only like issue was really her weight and that was more because her mom was like bullying her and her whole entire freaking life think she's beautiful and that she doesn't think she's beautiful right yes and Cal is like obviously the gorgeous stunning like (laughs) you know like he dazzles in the sun you know kind of person but he but he I like too that he wasn't like a piece of shit because you know sometimes in these romance novels like the Sundari guy is like really popular I I keep telling people that the romances that I like the most are when men are simps like I just I love it like yeah I think you can have an alpha male and him not being a dick absolutely aka Brayden (laughs) Nalini Singh, her whole entire Sai Changlin series is about men and women both being alphas and simps. The am whole I time. gonna? Okay. Am I gonna? Every, is it every time that we discuss a book? Am I gonna find a way to bring Brayden back into the conversation? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But yes, I did enjoy it. I loved it. It was funny. You know, it had touching emotional moments. I love it. It. Um, and I feel like I really want to reread some of her other books. Uh, like, uh, I really love Bet Me. Bet Me is my favorite book from her. And it's so mm-hmm. funny. Uh, it's definitely so my favorite book that. from her, too. Yeah, I'm going to definitely reread that. And uh, But no, you're not talking. You mean a different one. Because we reread we, we, we Bet Me. Oh, yeah, sorry. Men. No, I mean faking it. I meant to say faking it. My bad. Faking it. Uh, faking so, it. Yes. I don't think I ever read Faking It, so we should Faking It is so good. Let me tell you, like, a quick, like, anecdote. Um, I actually have it on paperback. (laughs) I have it on paperback, and I actually have a hardcover. Why? Because there was a hard, like, it was my favorite book, and I noticed that I was rereading it so often that the paperback was falling apart. So I was on eBay, Mm -hmm. and somebody was selling the, the hardcover uh you know like for really really cheap and this was way back in the day okay like probably around the time that bet me came out and so but i had just missed like the thingy right like the auction so i messaged them Mm -hmm. i'm like uh are you still selling this book and they're like you know what just give me your address and i'll send it to you for free and they did so yes (laughs) so i have hardcover version and a paperback version that is falling apart of this book and so yeah i'm very excited to if we're going to do it, this is our, our next book. Uh, I'm really excited to read it because I love making okay. it so much. It's so funny. <laughs> it's, it's, and I, I like, I think the issue is not like sort of like weight based or anything like that. So maybe it'll be more, you know, more fun. I think it won't mm-hmm. sort of like drag down in the same way. Um, it's okay. really funny. Yes, so we can do that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, oh, and then if you do like it, there's like a sequel 
on um uh, like an unofficial sequel done by a fan on um archive of our own but it is in the same exact writing style and it's so funny so if you do like it i would definitely recommend the fanfic sequel Uh, (laughs) but yeah so what else have you been reading okay so you know how like the reason i haven't watched anything is because i've read so much but i'm just gonna talk about like um a couple things so um my friends we were all like you know we are we were weird. We wanted to all read us the book, this one book together. Except I was the only one who ended up actually reading the book while we were on vacation. But whatever. So it's called "If I Never Met You." It's by um, Mari McFarlane, who I've read something by her before, which is called uh, "You Had Me at Hello." Was like what I read. Oh, by I've her. heard of that. Yeah, and, and I read it a while back. It, it came out in two thousand and twelve. So um, the synopsis: If faking love is this easy. How do you know when it's real? When her partner of over a decade suddenly ends things, Lori is less reeling. Not only because they work at the same law firm and she has to see him every day, her once perfect life is in shambles and the thought of dating again is in the age of Tinder is nothing short of horrifying. When news of her ex-pregnant or ex's pregnant girlfriend hits the office grapevine, taking the humiliation lying down is not an option. Then a chance encounter in the broken down elevator with the office playboy opens up a new possibility. Jamie Carter doesn't believe in love, but he needs a respectable, steady girlfriend to impress their bosses. Lori wants a hot new man to give the rumor mill something else to talk about. It's the perfect proposition, a full man's played out on social media with strategically staged photographs and specific end date in mind. With the plan hatched, Lori and Jamie begin to flaunt their new couple status to the astonishment and jealousy of their friends and colleagues. But there's a fine line between pretending to be in love and actually falling for your charming handsome fake boyfriend so you know i picked it up because <laughs> i love fake dating trope you know it's my favorite trope you know I'm, I'm so into that trope like it's so hot but um this book was not what i expected picking it up like i really thought it was gonna be like a fake really? dating like situation but yeah. it was honestly it felt like so much more than that um first things first <laughs> There's not any steam. So, would not recommend if you want to read any steam. I was so mad. Like, the fuck? Like, I hate fade to black shit so much. Like, do not title oh, this. book as especially. Like, why? Like, this is, book. like, like I think it was categorized as, like, I, I wouldn't, I don't think it was, like, erotica or something. But, like, it was, like, connect, categorized as a romance. Like, I would call this woman's contemporary fic. Like, this is not, like no like i think they kissed maybe like once i was like so mad like and then it was a fade to black scene they were just basically like oh yeah they fucked the entire weekend like why can't i read them fucking the entire weekend i'm just saying but anyways um yeah it started off really um so i think like how much stars did i give it i gave it i gave it three stars um, because I enjoyed it, but it just wasn't what I was expecting. Like, I really just expected, like, a full-on fake dating romance. But it was yeah. more so about um, Lori kind of finding herself after the relationship. Or, like, more so just examining what happened, why they broke up. Um, so her and the guy, Dan, they got together when they were 18. And they dated until they were 36. And he breaks up with her. So they were together for 18 years. And he breaks up with her and he basically says to her that like, oh, 
I need to find myself and be like a better person or what like you know he just basically was like you know I need some time away it's not working blah 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 and then the entire time she's thinking you know he's gonna come back to me because like he just needs a little time on his own and then he comes back, shows up back at her door. I can tell you, I was, like, fuming. Because, like, I, for some reason, like, it never clicked in the synopsis that, oh, his pregnant girlfriend. Like, it never clicked in my head that, oh, that's something that happens. But it basically goes like this. Like, they break up, like, let's say in June. Or, like, they break up in May. And then he comes back to her in July. And he's basically like, oh, um, you know, my... Like, I'm seeing someone, and then he was like, she was like, how are you seeing someone so quickly? Like, it's been two two months since we broke up. We were together yeah. for 18 years. And a part of the reason why they broke up was that they were in, like, she wanted to ha- start, like, thinking about having kids and, like, all of that stuff. And he was like, oh, I'm not ready to be a father and all that stuff. And then within two yeah. months, he comes back and tells her that this girl is pregnant. And I was, when I tell you, I was livid. Like, I was so livid I was so 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 mad and so then like you know she starts feeling down on herself blah 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 and then you know her and Jamie going to this like fake thing um so one of my main like two things were like my major gripe like one of it was just like it, like it focused so much on like just like her like trying to fit like her coming to terms but like the reason why they had broken up and how Dan only ever saw her as his, like, safety net. She gave him confidence. She was, like, his, like, that's basically what it amounted to. And then another thing that, like, I just was, like, very, like, like, I just didn't understand at what moment her and Jamie, like, truly started fall, like, when it began to be real. Yeah. Like, she's always saying how hot he is and, like, you know, he's attractive and stuff like that. And then with Jamie... Maybe it could have been the case where Jamie liked her all along, but I don't think the writer did a very good job of, like, dropping those nuggets because, like, there was one scene where, like, he made up, met up with, like, one of his friends. So I'm thinking I'm thinking that was what the writer was trying to allude to was that Jamie always liked Laurie, but, like, and then, like, you know, he just fell faster for her, but yeah. it just, it didn't really feel, like connected you know what I'm saying like it didn't really it didn't really flow that much and then the ending was just I was just like what the fuck like I'm pretty sure I was reading it because I was just like oh I'm gonna finish it up because I was like I I had like maybe like 10 or so pages so then I was just like flipping through and reading it and my friends were sleeping and I got to the end I was like what the fuck and I yelled it out loud because I was So mad. I yelled it out loud. I was like, I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? And then my friend was like, what? And I was like, oh shit, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I forgot you guys were sleeping. Because like, like basically it ends with them getting married, but it was just like an impulse marriage. Like it was like they got back together in the same chapter, and then he was like, Oh, she was like, How do you feel about getting married? And he was like, Yeah, sure, let's get married. And then they got married. Okay. <laughs> After being broken up, like, mind you, so, they like, they fake dated for, like, three months. Mind you, they, within that three months of the fake dating, they only, like, went on, like, four fake dates. <laughs> One was to his family. And then they, like, they real dated for, like, a week in which they fucked each other every day. And then they broke up. <laughs> and then because, they got like, back together and got married. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Okay. So I was just so I was just like, 
what so the weird. fuck I was just like so so like that coupled with the fact that I did not get any sexy times I was just so irritated so like in like as a book that focuses on like you know rediscovering yourself after 18 year long relationship it's good but as a book that's supposed to be about like a fake date fake romance becoming real it's not that good (laughs) so that's why I settled on giving I I would give it like a 2.5 but I settled on giving it three and so like there were a couple I I like was reading the physical copy right I didn't have my highlighter so I couldn't um what no, I'm just thinking of, of like the highlighter, you and your highlighter. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I couldn't like highlight what it is, but um, there were like a couple scenes, like, or a couple things. Like, I would have probably highlighted quite a few of it if I was reading like not a physical copy, but there was mm-hmm. one that where, so Lori's mom, like, mm-hmm. basically her mom, so she's like, that was, so this is, oh, I forgot. This is also another thing that actually was like, Okay, so, like, as I was reading the book, because, like, Lori is, um, she's mixed, so she's, like, basically, I'm pretty sure she's supposed to be half black, half white, so her mom is, like, only makes white exist for a lot of people. Yeah, Yeah, well, I guess half Caribbean, half white, or whatever, so, like, she's from Martinique, so her mom's from Martinique, and her dad is, like, some British guy or whatever, British, famous British DJ, and she has, like, a terrible relationship with him. Basically, he's always just, like, she has epic daddy issues. He always, like, abandons her. Um, Girl, they even threw in, um, trigger warning, they even threw in, like, a sexual assault type thing that happened. Like, it was a lot. I was just like, okay, did not expect this to pop up. But basically, her mom was, like, so in love with her dad. Um, And her mom was, like, 20 when she met her dad, got pregnant, and she thought that by getting pregnant, he would stay. But, you know... Men ain't shit, so <laughs> yeah, he like, like just lit. disappeared or whatever. Yeah, so then like when the when he when the mom found out that her dad was getting married, the mom was kind of upset about it. So then I thought it was like so there was a scene where she goes, um, she was talking to Jamie about like what her mom she was saying how her she's pretty sure her mom is still in love with her dad, and she was like telling the story. So then she goes, even mention his name had caused grief to rise in the surface in an instant as with her mother and her father's behavior some things you are never passed the way others expected or wanted you to be instead you lived with it and so I thought that was like true because like there's a lot of like things where like people want you to move past it but like there's some things that you're never really going to be able to grow past or move past if it's happened to you in your lifetime you know what I'm saying you just have to yeah. learn to live with you just have to learn to live with it yeah exactly is live with it like in a healthy way where you're it's not bogging you down you know like that's the point yeah it's not bogging you down it's just like something that happened um and so she was like she wondered if her mom had experienced the emotions that she had when dan this um departed because peggy had been in love with her father she never doubted that it was clear from the wedding announcement she felt something would laurie feel anything when she heard dan was marrying as he probably would it felt somewhat lesser compared to fatherhood yeah it still hurt she couldn't bear to think that she now carried this cross for the rest of her life so I was like 
Yeah, that makes sense. And then another thing was them talking about their family. So she finally like grew some balls and decided to cut her father out of her life. Because like he's just like a terrible all around terrible person. Like he left her with this man to go to like the store. And then her man, like she was nine at the time. And the man was like, oh, come sit on your lap and show me your knickers. Come sit in my lap and show me your knickers, right? So she ran away. And, like, she never told her mom what happened. So then Jamie was like, you should tell your mom about it. But whatever. So then she goes, so then there was a, um, so her her dad was like, this is a wild overreaction based on one foot wrong. It's strongly rem- reminiscent of your mother in her heyday. I'm so sorry to say that. So invoking her mom, thinking Lori would hate the comparison with a woman he'd rejected. What an other asshole. Those who said family mattered above all else were wrong. People you love, who love you, all, who love you back, matter about matter above all. Crap people who you happen to be related to, you need to stop thinking you owe them a limitless number of chances to hurt you. I was like, yep. Okay, Facts. see, here's my problem. It's clear, like, okay, you know, she's a shit Caribbean father. I mean, a lot of, mm-hmm. lot of people do. I get it. No, her father's white. Oh, her father's white. I thought she was biracial. Her mom's black? Her mom's black. Her father white. No! I thought her mom was... Okay. No. Because her mom's <laughs> name is Peggy. So I was a little confused. I thought the mom was white. No. Oh. Her, mom's, her mom's the Martinique. Her dad's like a famous white DJ. I said, I'm pretty uh. sure that's what's the case. <laughs> but... Well, okay. Um, yeah, But I just okay. thought it was like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah no so like basically the the quote was just saying that like you know everyone says that you have to love family and family above all but like family there are a lot of family that treat people like shit like absolute yeah, garbage I was, <laughs> I was watching but, me and my, me and my family actually the other day we were watching soul food and that reminds me of the epic scene where she's like fuck the family the family fucked my husband and so this is perfect because it ties into this, yeah. story, this this idea that, you know, not all the time. <laughs> but before I start talking about it, let's, let me just talk about, yeah. like, the biracial thing or whatever. So let me tell you how. <laughs> I, honestly, I hope it was... I'm going to have to reread... Not, like, reread it, but I'm going to dig further and make sure that it, it, I am right. That the fa- I'm pretty sure the father is white and the mom is black. Because I'm pretty sure she said that her mom is from St. Martinique. But anyways... Okay. Um, she the thing with the biracial thing. I like as I was reading it, I was like, mm, "This writer is white, ain't she?" <laughs> I was like, "This is not." I was like, "This is not a black woman writing a biracial woman or anything like that." Because, like, there was just like one scene where she's talking about how she was just like, I don't know. It just felt so inauthentic because she was basically like saying how you know she didn't bring her headscarf because she didn't want to like wrap her hair at night so she bought her silk pillowcase instead <laughs> and i was just that's, like that's actually genius i have two silk pillowcases i'm gonna be <laughs> buying more when i do my travels i'm bringing my own pillowcases okay <laughs> but I was just like, like it was just the way yeah. it was written i was like i was like no black author is gonna write this scene like this <laughs> no, not at all not so at i all. looked forward to it but anyways and a couple other books I read is I read um the Forever I read a couple books in the Forever Yours series um it's like a historical it. like little it's a little historical like norm um 
novella romance by Stacey Reed. I really love her as an author. I think she's amazing. Like, she's just, like, really fun. And I like to support Black authors, as you know. So it's, like, three little novellas. So there's Sophia and the Duke, um, which summary is basically, like, you know, she loses her family and then Sophia decides to live a unrestricted life. And she was, like, some poor bitch. And, like, the Duke was, like, super rich. And, like, he runs into her, like, years later. And is like, I love you. Be with me. And they like have like a tug and pull thing honestly didn't really like the story i gave it two stars i realized i don't like second chance romances um (laughs) i don't know what it is maybe maybe because i like to cut people off i don't know but like especially in historical novels i just feel like i never enjoy second chance romances with me saying but me saying that in the same like bundle there was a second chance romance that I liked, which was called An Unconventional Affair. And it was actually my favorite of the three novels that I read. Um, So basically, Max, he's like the Earl of Kentwood. And he's like the author of this salacious erotica. And it goes viral. And everyone loves it. And they're like, they all want to like fuck him because they're like, oh, this is a man who knows what he's doing. And then the girl, she married really young. And then now she's a widow because like her husband died and it turns out that they actually knew each other back when they were younger and I was I was like this close to being like fuck this shit when I started when I read it but I didn't because here's where the fun thing was he is a virgin and she is a virgin so no thank you (laughs) that's why I didn't like that's why I didn't stop reading it because I was like very often you don't read like usually it's always the girl that's the virgin and then the man is not a virgin but they were both virgins even so like she was like you know old maid at the time she was like 24 old maid in historical (laughs) historical romances old maid age and he was like (laughs) right and he was like 27 so you know old age in historical romances and so he was 27 year old virgin she was 24 year old virgin and they had like they had really good banter it was cute like she was like he was like oh let's just have like this affair for the week and then she was like yeah you know I don't love you anymore it's fine like we don't like I don't want to be your wife either like we don't have to do anything blah 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 and then you know obviously they fall back in love and then he was like I don't care that you have a scandal attached to your name like I want you and then they ended up like getting married his family was a little bit of a dick to him but I think I like enjoyed their story the most so like the, the second story which is the one that I escaped by accident yeah. but that one was like this virginal pastor's daughter pretty much um her sister went and got knocked up by the this viscount's brother and so then she thought it was the viscount so she brings the baby to him and it's like take care of your kid and he was like mm, not my kid I haven't fucked anyone in a year I don't know whose kid this is and then she was like it is it's your kid um you're the viscount blah 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 and then he just like he was he figured it was his brother so he took it in because like at this point mm-hmm. his brother is like engaged to another woman and he didn't want like all the drama or whatever but I didn't like that story even though so like I didn't like that story I think I gave it three stars I didn't like the story because it was the virgin and the playboy story and I just not yeah, it's so it. overdone. Yeah, like, it's so overdone. Yeah, and like, yeah, like she was like very much like innocent, stars in her eyes, virginal, like 
him even looking at her, she was like, oh, goodness gracious, how dare you stare at me? And I was just like, oh, my God, ew, shut up. So annoying. I was just, like, so irritated. I I am, like, not the person for historical romances. I just, I... I don't but that being said, though, it. like it's so yeah. funny because I've read historicals that are so much better and so much cuter. Yeah. Even even when it's like the original person, like like I said, I like stories where one the guy's a simp and two, yes. if if it's a historical, like my historical, like the heroine in my historical romance has to be a psycho. Like she just has to be like the type that wants to pretty much be a man like she wants to go ah, smoke cheroot conventions yeah yeah like she that. wants to smoke cheroot she wants to be naughty she she she's like doing the most at all times she's trying to trick someone into fucking her by being best friends with his friend and then eventually falling for him like those are the stories that i like i can't deal with like the virginial flower getting yeah. drawn no i'm not about that yeah. and i actually started take the hint chloe no take a hint danny brown which is the second book in oh, okay. the yeah even though yeah. i never finished even though i never we finished never, get a life chloe brown. never finished that i have it but on my bookshelf. so i i like went into my library app and i saw that it was available so Danny Brown's mm. book was available for borrowing. I was like, yeah, I don't have to buy it. So I was like, let me, so I have to read it to return it. <laughs> so I decided I was going to read it. Um, I don't know, though. Everyone yeah. loves it. So I, I, I'm hoping that yeah. I like it. I'm hoping. Yeah, no, I've seen so many people say that they love it. I actually did, because um, I had my book club meeting the other day, and I was supposed to read Tempest by Beverly Jenkins, and I just forgot i'll be quite honest okay but, so shut i had to up. borrow it i was this yeah. close to buying that at the bookstore the other day because it was really? on it was it was literally as soon as i walked in it was on the shelf and i wanted to read it oh okay that's actually pretty cool so i do have it i got it from the library no actually i do i have it or is it on hold now i can't remember but um i do have i'm pretty sure i have it on this here thing um tempest 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 oh now i can't remember um but i did borrow some other books oh wow i'm like looking at my bookshelf here and it's like it's mostly fan fiction <laughs> why is it mostly nice. fan fiction i don't know but it is mostly fan fiction um i actually put a whole bunch of books on hold so i'm waiting to see if you want to read something maybe that both of us haven't read yet um, yeah, send can me. Definitely do that. We can discuss offline. Yeah. Send me the send yeah. me your stuff. Oh yeah, actually, look, I have no, I have a whole bunch of stuff on hold. I don't have anything in my loans, so yeah, there you go. Um, definitely want to. Yeah, I might want to try something new, but I also really want to reread Faking It. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I've been thinking I mean, about why yeah yeah i've been thinking of ya Ooh, YA. i have I a bunch of ya that we can we can read and they're all black oh. people they're all okay blacks. that's good i was so. <laughs> actually gonna say like the one ya book that i can't we can't pick that i have on my bookshelf that i have not read yet is the crow prince only because i promised my book club that we would read it when it's my turn so i mean i've read the book crow I prince read. Though, so yeah i've read the did crow you like prince, it so I did. did like I really it? did. Okay, good. Yes. I love I how I did like so it. That's fine. I know people, okay, okay. I know a lot of people didn't like 
I mean, in retrospect, it's not as great as it as I did at the time. Love it, but I still like it. I don't give a fuck. You guys can quote me on this. I don't give a fuck what BookTube has to say. I love the cruel print. Just like y'all can love fucking A Court of Torn and Roses, which is the trashiest, dumbest <laughs> shit I've porn. ever read in my life. Fairy porn. <laughs> cruel prints. Loved it. I loved all three of them. Like, honestly, that was yeah. one of, like, Jude and, like, Carden's relationship is literally the definition of enemies to lovers. Like, and I don't mean like the enemies to lover where, oh, we're enemies and we eventually fall in love. No, like it's like they yeah. are enemies and lovers at the same time. Like they hate each other so much, but yeah. they're also lovers. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. I mean, it, it's kind of hot, so I get it. <laughs> Think very big Bonnie and Damon like, energy, honestly. Except yeah. if Bonnie yeah, was a little bit more of a, Except if Bonnie was a little bit more of a evil bitch because honestly jude is like a fucking bitch she's a fucking bitch but listen love her fuck her sister though (laughs) fuck her sister well okay so we have talked about all the books so now we are going to get into the topic our freestyle round and we're not gonna talk your airs off because we're already at an hour and 44 minutes (laughs) (laughs) you know what's so funny here we are like oh we didn't do anything but yet still we talk so fucking much why do we talk so much and on top of the fact that we always talk anyways like outside of this online and offline so it's like we shouldn't even have anything to talk about really but we do clearly and it's a lot Yeah, because as soon as, as soon as we hit stop recording on this episode, I'm still yeah. going to talk not scare off for another 20 minutes about something. <laughs> and then Anyways, I will send her gifts and pictures of Jin Young. So, I mean, our life, we have patterns that we live by. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so our freestyle topic today, um, why don't you introduce it? Mostly because I can't remember what it was that we decided on. <laughs> I was hoping you would introduce it because I couldn't remember <laughs> Me either. I'm going into our text messages right now. Uh, okay, so... Oh, I think it was oh, like trauma porn, trauma right? Porn. Yeah, black trauma porn and how we're sick of it tying into fake activism by K-pop bands. So we can okay. do either or, or we could combine them. I mean, whatever you want to do. Well, so the thing with black trauma porn, the reason why it's been on my, like, irritated list lately i think netflix is it has like a show out a new Amazon show Prime, out it's called that i think right? both of them yeah so them on amazon prime right and yeah. netflix has a show uh i'm just gonna i just have to scroll a little bit <sighs> but tell them about them Okay, so Them is an American horror drama streaming um, that is created by Little Marvin and executive produced by Lena Waithe. Of course it's fucking Lena Waithe. Of course it's fucking Lena Uh, Waithe. Set in 1953, Them Covenant follows a Black family who, during the the Second Great Migration, moves from North Carolina to an all-white neighborhood in Los Angeles. The family's um, home slowly transforms into an epicenter of evil forces next door and otherworldly that threaten to haunt, ravage, and destroy them. Um, So I 
at first when it came out, I assumed that it was something done by um, what's his face from us. Um, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Yeah, because it reminded me so much of us, right? So that's why I mm-hmm. thought, and like us and them, you know, I thought it was a show. And so like nobody was really talking about it when it was first premiered, like the first trailers and stuff went out. And I also follow um, Shahidi, sorry, Shahadi Wright Joseph, who was also in us. She was the daughter in us. She's so mm-hmm. adorable. I support her in everything. Um, yeah. So I'd seen that she'd been promoting it and stuff like that. So I didn't think anything of it. And then I noticed like maybe like a month ago, like maybe when they ramped up the promotions for it, people, especially black people were like, um, this is fucked up. And like, I did hear about some of the story things like that had extreme trigger warnings that were like completely and totally unnecessary. I I believe, even though it's horror, Mm -hmm. because in horror, you don't need to have things like rape and you know all that kind of stuff you don't need to have all that kind of stuff especially if you're already doing something based on like racism you already have an evil yes. there why are you compounding the evils to make it even evils more all together but listen yeah. but that's the thing with lena wait though listen i don't care what anyone says that bitch she hates black people i know she black but she hates black people like her shit she she feeds on trauma porn of for black like that's her entire catalog i feel to be honest I think, and I, I mean, this might be a hot take. I don't even care. But I think that she, because of how she identifies, she really has accepted patriarchy into her heart. Um, and a lot of, like, the things that we criticize Black men for, I think she embraces a lot of those. Yes, like, those I agree. And it, it, I mean, look at the thing with Michael Chi on her show, right? He was literally straight up harassing people, like, women on the show and she didn't really step in to help anybody she didn't talk about it it wasn't until he did it to somebody at netflix that it trickled down and affected her show you know and these are like black women who are being you know basically terrorized on set by you know this dude that she has hired and so why wouldn't she do something about it you know and and also to queen and slim I mean, we already know about Queen and Slim and everything that happened. I'm telling you, <laughs> like, listen, yeah, listen, I'm telling you, she has, like, she loves the black trauma. So the other show that I was going to, that I saw on Twitter, too, which was, like, was the whole trauma porn thing, um, Two Distant Strangers. So it's on Netflix. It's like a, it's a short science fi- um, fiction drama film. And, like, the plot is mm-hmm. that, like, in New York, black graphic designer Carter James tries to get home to his dog Jeter the morning after a first date, <gasps> only to find himself yeah. trapped. What? <laughs> sorry, no, sorry. I just remembered what you're talking about. Like, I, I, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, trapped yeah, in a time yes. loop in which he reportedly confronted in the street by a white police officer and. Oh, he just, he like dies continuously, basically, like every time. Did you see and they easy, that when he died, the blood the map was, in the was in the map of, of Africa. Like, Africa? Like the shape of the continent of Africa. And I was just like, okay, we're done here. Like, I literally just closed my computer and I was like, we're done here. <laughs> like, I was just like, 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 why? Why? Like, what is it? What is it with, like, I'm so, like, 
why can't we just have like even when i remember even this is the same thing with um bruja what's it called you know that netflix show once a bruja or something like that is that what it's called never heard um ah it's supposed to because we i was super excited to watch that because i was like oh black witches but no they, they had this bitch Trying to be in the future and trying to get back to her fucking oh yeah the slave one I know what you mean that Spanish oh, one yeah that Spanish oh, slave thing witch. where yeah okay I was like I was like oh it's called Siempre Bruja that's why so I I, yeah. I remembered the Bruja because it was like so it's a Spanish film and like I was like yes finally a black witch like that's all I wanted to see is just like some nice like you know black witches doing but no they had her the entire freaking series trying to get back to the fucking 800s to be a slave like yeah (laughs) like where is it like why can't we have just shows with black like just joy like why does everything have to be like a political statement and like about like racism or police brutality or like why can't we just like white people get to just have nice fun coming of age films our coming of age films are always someone's getting gunned down and then we have to learn how to become an activist or something like damn why can't fucking marlin just go to the goddamn store and want to go to a party a couple times like you know what i'm saying i think that if we ever get our shit together and write the things that we want to write (laughs) we'll definitely be on that black girl living goddess living her (laughs) life having a good time also shit is happening but you know what she's having a good time i think that will be definitely the tip because, like, when you think about it, too, and then here's this thing, too, because, like, sometimes you look at it and you look at, so, like, Lena Waite is an example, and, like, um, I can't think of any other black, like, directors right now, and then, like, Jordan Peele, but, like, if you think about it, I feel like, like, so, like, Michaela Cole with Chewing Gum is probably one of the only shows where it was just black people, like, a, a black, dark-skinned main character just vibing. Like, yeah, basically, basically. Yeah. Cause, um, and insecure. That, insecure. And insecure, like, yes. And like, yeah, insecure has its, like, yeah, insecure has its, like, you know, its little things about, like, you know, gang violence and stuff like that. Cause, like, even now as I'm watching, like, All American, which I am enjoying, like, it's still just, like, I'm just like, oh, why is everything, like, why am, like, not, I'm not saying that, like, you know, whatever, but, like, why do I have to, see like sometimes i just want to escape like i don't have to watch an episode about black lives matter and nipsey hustle and like like you know what i'm saying like just because it's black people don't mean we have to constantly have that at every single you know yeah i think that's why i really do like Issa Rae. um because i feel like a lot of her content not all of it but most of her content literally is just being weird black and awesome yeah. you know like she doesn't really she does she doesn't do a lot of things like outside of the hate you give that she was in but like that was a big role so i get i understand why she would take it um mm-hmm. but like if you think about her other work little the photograph love birds you know like these are all just like fun things where people are just chilling vibing having a good time things get fucked up yeah but i mean you just roll with the punches you know and just continue on um, and I like, I really like the the work that she's done. And that's why also, too, I love, 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 love Marseille Martin, 
who is like what 15, yes. 16 but yes, literally has I been like her. um we don't do trauma porn here none of my work is gonna be touching on that because we're not about that life and I'm just like exactly yes the future the future <laughs> Like, damn, um, give me a fucking yes. new girl with black people. Like, just give me, <gasps> would be just so give me awesome. something so just nice and fun and bubbly. I'm actually re-watching Happy Endings right now. And oh, that it's just so, so fun. I know. But, like, also, yes. I, like, some of the jokes I never got until now as I'm re-watching it. And I was just like, why did I never pay attention to this? Like, there was a scene where Brad was like, like Brad and Jane were together and I think Jane Jane basically was like alluding to how she you know is taking his big black cock essentially and I was just like what even <laughs> they were honestly the funniest cutest most adorable couple ever in the history of television they were they really they were. were so and like, stupid when Bra- I was like when Brad said to um Ah, damn it. I want to call his name Peter because, like, in the mini project, his name is Peter. I can't remember his name in this show. Oh, is his but name like, not Peter in Happy Endings? Because I assumed that it was as well. <laughs> oh, is it? It could be, honestly. Um, I'm actually going to look it I up. don't know. But I, like, I wanted Adam to be, Hallie. like... But I wanted to, I was, like... Like, he was, like, you know... Max. Um, black people. Max, yes. Actually, that's that's exactly yeah. what it is. It's Max. Yeah. But, yeah, I was, like, when he was, like, oh, um, you know, gay suffers more than black or whatever. And then when they broke into... When they had broken into Alex's place and the police was questioning people, it's, like, you know, it's clearly by someone who had... Um, who, like, knows... Like, had your key and knows what you're doing or whatever. And he was, like, so... How well do you know this guy? And then he pointed to Brad, and Brad was like, "See, I told you, black always, <laughs> black racism always wins." <laughs> but anyways, sorry, I just got like way off tangent. But I'm just saying, I just yes. like would like to see some con like black content that is like that and not yeah, like making a yeah. political statement. Yeah, I'm tired of being depressed. I think that's the goal here, and so yes. every every single everything that I do in my life now has to give me some sort of joy. I'm not watching Exactly. Things. Like, and, and I mean, I, I do love, like, a good, like, sad, mellow kind of thing. So even if I cry or whatever, like, I still feel like that's giving me joy because I really do enjoy, like, a lot of really sappy things, you know? But I just don't have it in me to, like, turn on the news and see, you know, like, another shooting from a police officer and then watch TV. And it's like, this dumb bitch wants to be a slave because that means she's going to be with her white master. Like, I don't any of that like I really I just want to I want to vibe you know like that's why I love like I think I'm going to rewatch community again because I feel like community is just so like it's such a happy place for me um I love it I enjoy it I actually might rewatch happy endings too because I really love that show that was such Didn't a funny show you just rewatch community like a month ago last year last year oh. hello oh, time is time is uh, a social construct yeah. Because I swear we, we like talked about how you were rewatching Community. But yeah, no, I'm like rewatching Happy Endings. And I think after I'm finished yeah. with that, I might rewatch like How I Met Your Mother or something. You know, it's like funny. Like I was thinking on, about that too. How I Met Your Mother. I, I like to but put I on gave... like just like, but like I wish we had like, I might even like, maybe I'll rewatch Girlfriends actually. Like I just wish we got oh. more sitcoms like that. Like give us more yeah. sitcoms like Girlfriends and Living Single and like, like where why don't we have any of those sitcoms anymore? Because like even now 
sorry, I was gonna say like there, like literally, there's a lot of like articles about how they did a lot of like black television in like the early '90s, and then I don't know, like whoever is in charge of big Hollywood decided like they were not going to do that anymore. And so you saw like dark skin representation and all that stuff in the beginning of the nineties. And then as the nineties continued, things got lighter, lighter. And then they stopped really making shows about, you know, black comedies, black families. And I think too, yeah, like, with the, with UPN merging one, with sister, the WB, sister. UPN merging with WB specifically is a turning point for black comedy because the WB or CW now did not want it, right? They didn't want yeah. it. While UPN built their network on black comedies, like Happily Never After and, and all these like, different it's things. It's so interesting yeah. too when you think about it because like I think about it now and I think about like the sitcoms and the comedy shows and stuff that are like now and it's literally all biracial looking girls. So they're all light skinned biracial and they're not a part of the story whatsoever. Like, they're just, like, the best friend or the this or the that. Like, even with, like, Blackish, it's, like, that's, like, a show where everything is a political, like, every episode is about, everything. like, some different type of, like, political statement or something, which but, trickles into Grownish, right? Where yeah. they have that kind of conversation, too. And it's, like, that's, like, the only thing you could think of right now. I mixed-ish or whatever. And, like, what's But also, too, that's- with, like, with Blackish one anthony anderson is problematic two the three you know black leads in the show which is the mom and the two daughters two of them are biracial one's very light skin um, yeah. <laughs> i mean exactly. only marcy is black like if you if you want to go genetically like she's the only one who has two black parents um tracy ellis ross is famously biracial <laughs> yeah um no, and yara is also biracial so yeah that's yeah. my point like it's like you don't yeah. you you're not we're not seeing it and like um even like one of the more recent sitcoms that i watched and i liked was Ginny and georgia honestly can't believe i actually uh, liked that show but i it it is it, good not like i'm not even joking like it's cringy in some parts but like it's actually very good <laughs> Okay. I started watching. I mean, it. I'm never gonna started, watch it, but sure. Yeah, I started watching it as a spite because you know Taylor Swift's whole thing. That's why I started watching it because she was like mad that they called out her boyfriend thing. So I was like, mm, bitch, I'm gonna watch this show despite you. But then I actually like ended up watching it because like my only issue is that it just tries to do so much different storylines. And like Ginny is the worst kid ever. Like I'm sorry if that was my kid, I would like I would have aborted her at her big age. Like she just she, I will tell you more off line, but like. Netflix. No one yeah. on net. None of Netflix girls are darker than a paper bag, unless unless they have hard lives. That's the only time that they're dark skin <laughs> because they found it like in Bridgerton. They found it for everybody else. Like all all the like the black girls behind the scene, like the the lesser people who had bad relationships or dark skins. The slave girl is dark skinned. Um, Anytime I see any casting that I've seen anyways on Netflix, they're either, like, if they're light-skinned, they de- they have a decent role. And if they're dark-skinned, they're not. Yeah. You know, like, like even with them, or, yeah, the show Them, they they were able to find dark-skinned actors for that role, for those roles, you know? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. but not for anything yep. else. Not for anything else. So, I don't know. I, I'm over trauma porn as well. Um, I... Like I give, I'll give things a chance, you know, like whatever. But actually, I'm lying. I'm not. Honestly, that's why I watch a lot of Asian dramas. 
I have no like Same. I never have to worry about we had we talked about this we talked about this yeah you're right you're right one of our episodes yeah we just like honestly yeah I'm like I always say I'm gonna watch things and then I just think like why would I put myself through that (laughs) like why and then I watch something else (laughs) it's like it's it's like it's just ridiculous too when you when you watch something and the content like the the cast is majority white and then you just know like you get to a scene and you look at it and you're like you know that that black person's gonna die when you see a black person grow up you're like oh this person's just gonna die like you just know it TBD was honestly like very traumatic notorious because it really for that. did. They were notorious it, like, it for that. With everybody like, I know. Anytime, <laughs> anytime they pulled in that like bus full of black people, that was the only time they got those black people in Atlanta where it was filmed. And they was when they were gonna die. Suffered. Same thing with New Orleans yeah. with 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 um the originals. Anytime you saw black yep. people, a mass murder was happening. It's like. It's realistic for Marcel to be a former slave that Klaus saved, but it's, you know, you, this is a show with witchcraft and magic. Um, so why do you need to have that type of realism if this other stuff? Is Remember not I realistic? sent you that TikTok? I, I sent you that TikTok. Yes. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got to look for it actually now, but um, yeah, no, I just, yeah. I'm over um, it. I no more. Want, yeah. We should just bring back, like, like I said, bring back, give us some living single and some, yeah. give us just some nice comedy back. Like, I actually really some... tried to rewatch Sister Sister, but it's not as good as I remembered it being. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's not. <laughs> the sisters are just really annoying. And I mean, like, yeah, I know Moesha is annoying, but you know, I can live with her Ooh, being annoying. Moesha, oh my gosh! I just she's probably, she's, was rewatching that. I was, yeah. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I know <laughs> that show's a mess. She's a mess. Um, the respectability politics are through the roof on that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but you know what? I, I, it's not as bad as a lot of other things. And I love Brandy. Yeah. So you know, it's fine. I can, I can live with it in the background. Honestly, the other day I was like. Mm, I think I'm gonna start rewatching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia again. Ain't no black people on it, but you know what? That show's funny as hell. And That's how I feel about yeah. You're the Worst and Broad City. Yeah. Like yeah. Broad City does have like um Hannibal Burgess, I think his name is. Yes, yes, yes. Or whatever. Yes. But like he's not really like I mean he's a character, but he's not really like, you know, he's just like Alana's little fuck buddy, so it doesn't really Yeah. yeah. Matter he doesn't have a story yeah. it's just like like two broke uh like not two broke girls but like broad city is literally just about these two girls just going through new york and doing smoking weed ridiculous shit yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah no absolutely and i'm just like you know what i i can literally just like turn my brain off and watch some of these shows how i met your exactly. mother absolutely seinfeld uh love seinfeld you know like i just don't have to worry about trauma Black trauma in any of these things because there are basically no black people in it. Um, actually, famously, before we go on Seinfeld, they have an episode where Elaine is dating a guy who's like ambiguously black, and the whole the whole joke of their relationship is that she thinks he's black, and that's why she's dating him. So that's the joke, and then he's dating her because he thinks that she's like. Italian or some shit like that. He thinks that she's also a marginalized person. So it's really funny. Um, I like how they lean into that. As I'm here just singing. 
Anyways. Yeah, I was refused. I was not stopping. Okay. <laughs> but yes, the whole entire joke. But like the Brad joke is that they leaned into the race thing, right? For the comedy. It's not like we're making this is like a corny ass joke or it's trauma. It's it's actually just leaning into the race thing for for oh, comedy. Brad for happy ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, his like entire. It's love, just yeah, that, like that. that's the com the comedy they're leaning into. Yeah, I agree. Well, exactly. you know what? I think but, we should talk okay. about the K-pop stuff um, next episode. Another time. <laughs> we'll have exactly. like a, a okay. good conversation. But anything right, else? Well, sorry guys. Um, you know, it's been a mess as as usual. But you know, you love us for it. This happens whenever we don't do anything. We just talk and talk and talk and talk to distract yes. you guys from the fact from that fact. we don't do anything <laughs> yeah uh so this has been soju chronicles you can find us on uh twitter at soju chronicles you can find us at gmail at soju chronicles at gmail.com don't forget to like share and comment you know helps other people find us and yeah this has been another fun-filled episode of soju chronicles stay safe please wear a mask Have a great day. Bye. Bye.